0: Is it related to like bestiality or cynophilia And cynophilia is the arousal to dogs. Yeah, not at all.
1: Um, this is one of those questions that some people like to pop up with initially and I'm so happy you asked.
0: You are now listening to another episode of the Kinky Heathen Podcast. Here's a word you should know for today's episode, scene and or session. In the lifestyle and or BDSM and kink communities, a scene is a period of time in which you and a partner may play. Example, if you're role-playing as a sexual housekeeper, that would be the scene where both parties have agreed have agreed to. Usually, there are cues that begin, pause, and end the scene. And if it extends maybe outside the home or outside the bedroom, it can also be referred to as a session. Today, I will be interviewing... Sebastian. And Sebastian, what was your sex at birth? At birth, I was assigned male. Okay, and since this episode is audio only... How do you present?
1: I think generally daily when people see me, they would see a male. Um, I do kind of wear some, uh, more effeminate earrings, uh, some, you know, my nails are a little bit longer. Um, so I think generally when people see me, they basically see, uh, they basically see a male.
0: What are your pronouns?
1: Well, for me, my pronouns that I would, uh, present with uh, on a day-to-day basis would be they, them.
0: And what does they then mean exactly?
1: Uh, it's a good question. It's more about being kind of non-binary, um, not really subscribing to a male or female uh, kind of subset.
0: And how do you identify your sexuality?
1: Sexuality for me, um, I generally identify as queer, um, just because I've gone from like bisexual to gay, and then you know pansexual for a little bit, and then you know those things aren't necessarily just you can jump from one to the other. Um, it's more of just kind of how you how your sexuality flows. Um, so I think I've kind of settled on queer.
0: We're going to play a word game and see how many kinks and fetishes you actually do know.
1: OK, this would be fun. A carophilia. Pass.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if it helps us. A-C-A-R-O-P-H-I-L-I-N.
1: Carophilia. I don't know that one.
0: Arousal from scratching.
1: Oh, I well then I should be a professional that like I have super great nails. I can I can scratch people.
0: You do have great nails. It says scratching is often an element incorporated in a rough sex.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, it, it plays it plays well.
0: Okay. And if you are aroused by thunderstorms, what's it called?
1: Thunderphilia? <laughs> I don't know. Is that is it is that just me liking Thor?
0: That's cute. (laughs) I think that we should call it that, but that's cute.
1: (laughs) What is it called?
0: Brontophilia.
1: Brontophilia? What's the root, please? (laughs) I don't know. Wow, brontophilia. I'm
0: going to have to look that up because I don't like saying I don't know on my own show. I look real stupid right then, didn't I? I know. Anyway, bronto is Greek for thunder. Now back to the show. (laughs) Okay. If you have plushophilia, what arouses you?
1: Okay, this one sounds really simple. This one, I think, like, furry, almost, or, like, plushy animals. Oh, I don't want to say animals, but, like, plush figures. Is that is that it? Why are you laughing?
0: <laughs> it's right. It's, like, the people that are attracted to Chuck E. Cheese and Barney. Wait, that's... Stuffed like, toys or people in animal costumes, such as theme park characters.
1: Oh, wow. I go to Disney all the time. That's, <laughs> I I wonder if that's something they have to worry about.
0: That's a good question. That's a good question. See, now I'm gonna have to look that up. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I mean, people be trying list. to
0: get get goofy with Goofy?
1: right? No, well, you know, COVID now, you know, you have to keep your six feet, so that should help out a lot.
0: It should, but, you know, I mean, people like what they like.
1: Right, right. No judgment.
0: I agree. We're going to get into the nitty gritty of the show. These questions are based on the view of someone that is outside the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. As your host, J.R. I've done some reading and talked to some people, and I had to think of the most basic questions <laughs> I could for this. So if you are out there and this is your thing already, please do not be offended. This is to educate others that do not know. So you gotta, you know, help them out a little bit.
1: Right, share the information.
0: Absolutely. So, Sebastian, what are you into?
1: Um, I think today, I think we're talking about putt play? Absolutely. Yes, that's so fun, yeah. Uh, And just so everybody knows, I did get these questions beforehand, uh, some of them. So, you know, this is not all, uh, you know, Random. I do know some of these questions, just so we're uh, transparent.
0: Yeah, I'm not trying to spring all of my questions on him, you know, because I had to make sure he wasn't offended. Right. Consent and whatnot. Consent matters. Now, how how does this how does pup play different differ between furries and cosplay?
1: So it's weird to think that they can be different, but then sometimes in the same vein. So one of the things that people kind of disassociate the furry play with is basically like full-bodied characters. Um, So that's kind of one of their uh, deciding factors where it's kind of like a large headpiece or it's, you know, in the shape of an animal or they've built out this elaborate um, kind of cosplay, which kind of, for me, kind of blends also into cosplay. Um, I don't want to say that they're exactly the same. Um, I haven't done either one, so I respect the communities and kind of can observe them from outside. I think it takes a lot of work.
0: I agree with that.
1: And they are super like hot in the sides, I can imagine. Um, but I know they're like sometimes custom built, so they take so much imagination uh, to make these uh, life figures of theirs come alive.
0: Did you see the lady that actually made um, the wings, the, the, the biomechanical wings that actually expand for her cosplay costumes?
1: Yeah, that was epic like some of these some of these uh, artists uh, kind of go so far to make these things at home that they would basically uh, have the uh, access to all these you know weird materials and they're you know making their own costumes they're making their own uh, headpieces and they're just kind of really awesome in a lot of uh, in a lot of ways
0: loved it it seems so exciting to be actually doing all of these things but let's ask some more specific questions sure. about pup play. Is it related to like bestiality or synophilia? And synophilia is the arousal to dogs.
1: Yeah, not at all. Um, so this is one of those questions that some people like to pop up with initially. And I'm so happy you asked it um, because it's not at all related, related to bestiality. Um, I don't even like to say them in the same breath. But, you know, we're not uh, looking at having any type of uh, sexual relations with any animal whatsoever um pup play is not at all about that.
0: okay, that's good to hear because I know some people when they think pup play they think, oh you like to play with puppies no. or I mean
1: I do have I love my fur babies, but that's not at all what we're uh what we're after.
0: Listen, I read about a doctor calling uh human babies um skin dogs. Wow. <laughs> since you in uh, wow. uh, uh for babies and skin dogs fur and
1: skin dogs. I mean, that's law now.
0: I mean, I was like, well, you, you can't, you can't knock him for that. I mean, you it you sounds creepy, but can't. I mean, he,
1: he, he has his, uh, his, his, uh, preferred language. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> now with this, like people always want to know the origin They think everything starts with childhood. Mm-hmm. So of course the obvious question is, did you have a dog as a kid is like,
1: Yeah. so, um, I think in the community people have had animals and they have not had animals. So it's not, like I said, directly related to any animal, uh, features or any animal, um, kind of I I would say notions. Um, a lot of it is, uh, let me answer the question first. Yes. I had two great Danes uh, and they were amazing. Um, their names were Zeus and Calypso. Um, and they passed away. My first dogs passed away when I was about six years old, because like I said, they were already pretty old when I, uh, when I was born. Um, but you know, I don't, I don't even kind of think about them so much as when I'm, when I'm in the play session, uh, more so thinking about the BDSM aspect of kind of giving respect and showing, uh, Showing uh, vulnerabilities um, and just kind of being a different character. You kind of have like a fursona, if that makes sense, uh, um, of what your personality is like uh, while you're in in the session.
0: That makes sense. And I love Great Danes. I used to work at a pet store. (laughs) And those are most of the sophisticated, bougie looking dogs. They are
1: extremely bougie. People think that the poodle is the bougiest, um, but Great Danes definitely uh, take the cake. They're also big couch
0: potatoes. I've seen that. Yeah, yeah, and they take up the whole couch. Yes, Great Danes are huge. They are some big dogs. What was your first experience with pup play? How did since we established that it's it's not about you wanting to stick a dog. It's it's not no, about no. about you wanting to actually. be a dog dog forever.
1: No, 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 I don't Okay, so how does it start? So um, I think my first exposure to pup play um, was at a Pride. Um, I think it was in Atlanta uh, and I saw, you know. What is Pride? Pride, Pride, okay, so Pride is everything and and Pride is uh, amazing. So Pride is where you get to come out, express your orientation, you can express um, your love for anyone and basically just be in this huge celebration of everyone um, that is sharing love and uh, positivity.
0: Right, Sound sounds like one party.
1: It can be. It can be extremely educational. We just had Stonewall 50th, uh, and I'm going to let people kind of Google Stonewall uh, if you don't know about it already, uh, to get a p- great place to start, and a great rallying call for uh, equal rights across the, across the nation.
0: Okay, pause the show. It's June 28th. You having a great time at the club with your friends, you doing your thing. And then the police bust in. They dragging folks out into the street. Next thing you know, six days worth of protests and riots. History repeating itself? Because that sounds really familiar, right? But that was in 1969. Can you believe that? And it was called the Stonewall Riots because it happened at the Stonewall Inn in New York City. Now back to the show. Care to get a little deeper? Black Lives Matter and the Gay Liberation Movement are intertwined. We'll talk about that more later. Now back to the show for real, for real. I love that you called it a riot because I just read that as well. Mm-hmm, yeah. And I thought that was really cool. I just wanted to ex- wanted you to explain pride as, because I don't think that I can adequately convey what pride is because I happen to be straight.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So pride is basically just like a big exhale um, of the, of the core community um, at large uh, where we can kind of come together and just kind of show each other and show everyone around the world of, of, you know, what we're proud of and, and being our brothers and sisters and just kind of, being out there with everybody.
0: What did you learn at Pride about pup play? What, what did you see, or 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 what happened, or is, was it like a class? Tell me more about that. Sure. So
1: the, my like I said, my first exposure was during the you know mass parade uh, in Atlanta, and we were just kind of uh, me and my partner were walking around, and we saw these people in um, you know in an anthropomorphic kind of headpieces, uh, and they were leather.
0: Whoa, 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 whoa! What does anthropomorphic
1: mean? Anthropomorphic is like okay, so it's like if you stretched a dog and reshaped it into somewhat of a human. So like, it's like think about uh, uh, some of uh, like Anubis uh, where it's a, you know, dog head, human body.
0: Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So basically, you know, on the top, they basically just have, you know, their, their hood, uh, which is, you know, a multicolored hood piece uh, with leather or silicone or, you know, whatever you want to make it out of. Uh, But basically it's a, it's a, it's a hood. It's a mask. It goes over your face. Uh, And with it, you know, you kind of, turn your personality to something different because again people can't see your face and so they only see what you present with so you have to show um you know to show off your colors you have to show off your individuality with different you know pieces that you can add on to your um, costume basically and you kind of evolve your, your persona, your experience, what you put out there. Uh, and so we saw these two, uh, really cute. Uh, well, I think they're cute guys. I, I couldn't even say so. I just know that their, <laughs> their masks were adorable and their ears were pointy and they looked like they were confused and they had vests on and they had matching colors on their, you know, knees and on their wrists. And, you know, everything was just kind of a really great, uh, look. And I was like, they're cute. And he's like, how can you tell? I'm like, I, I don't know. I just feel like they're cute. Um, and uh, they, one had a leash and one had, uh, uh, was leading the other around. And I was like, oh, that's definitely kind of kinky. Uh, and immediately it was just kind of like, I want to know more about that.
0: That sound that sounds nice like a good way to be introduced to anything yeah you just see something you like, you know what I like that yeah, I yeah. like that I think that we should um, that's what I'm trying to do with this podcast create a safe space to be able to say, you know what that sounds really cool. I like that right and go forth and pursue it without anybody feeling any type of way about it or if they do, don't say that shit
1: right right but it's but I think the great thing about this podcast is you can experience that in private you know when, when I've listened to your other um the other uh segments you know being able to listen to those in private and kind of share them with friends, uh, we kind of get a different respect and a kind of different look at some things that we might not
0: have been exposed to I appreciate that that I needed to hear that I'm here for the validation thank you. <laughs> what do you wish you knew about it when you first started out thinking back
1: that you don't have to eat out of a dog bowl <laughs> because I was so I was so scared I was like, wait, wait, he has a bottle of water and a and a pail and And is he getting on his knees and drinking? Oh, my God, he's drinking that water out of a water bowl in the middle of the street. And I'm not about that. And, and, and so I, I, you know, I started talking to people and, you know, some of the online communities that we're part of and was, at, you know, asked the questions. I was like, do we have to drink out of a water bowl or eat dog food? Because I don't do that. And people were like, overwhelmingly, no, 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 no. Those people take it to an extreme. Uh, just like with any kink or fetish, you know, there are extremes. There are people that play still in the very vanilla area of that kink or fetish. Um, you know, there's some people like spanking. Um, well, there's spanking and then there's flogging, you know, so like that would be the extreme of that uh, kink or fetish. So even with a uh, pup play, you have kind of a, an extreme ends where basically um, you have the people that, you know, like to kind of go by the rule of the law and say, you know, you're a pup and, you know, completely during this aspect and you do these things as in like eat out of a dish or, and those things are, you know, on consent in that, in that session, um, that space. And then you have people like myself, and my partner that, you know, use it for kind of, uh, a, a side, you know, S and M piece, you know, something to exert, uh, some, uh, welcome control, some, you know, welcome admonishment or some, uh, you know, giving each other praise, uh, in, in a different type of way.
0: I like that. If you were to introduce it to me, let's say, I know nothing about this. Mm-hmm. And now you have to, let's say, present it to me like, now right. you want you want me to be one of your partners. Right. How would you introduce it to me? What would you tell me about it?
1: So at first I'd say, hey, okay, um, so I have this mask. And when I put it on, you can call me Tango. I might not speak, but I will show you affection in different ways. And I'll ask permission to show you affection is in the form that I present, which is in my pup, you know, gear. Um, make sure it's okay that you feel comfortable, you know, seeing me in that, in that space. Um, you know, hopefully if we're already, you know, sexual, then we've already kind of discussed that. Uh, and kind of basically, uh, you would basically see me once uh, as, as I am presenting, and then I'd put on the pup mask and whatever else associated with that. Uh, and my persona would change, you know, I would basically be playing a character at that point. Um, and that character uh, for me is kind of a more dominant character uh, that I don't usually let myself portray when I'm, you know, in my day-to-day life. Okay. Uh, you know, I kind of have a a macho alpha uh, vibe, you know, when I'm in my pup gear. And it's something that, you know, it, it allows me to uh, express that, you know, during that session, during that play.
0: When you say express yourself in other ways, does that mean so... It sounds like pup play is role-playing as a puppy, as in a puppy may want to snuggle you, a puppy may may want to lay near you. Um, it explores the world with their nose or, or, or with their paws.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's such a really good observation. Yeah, pup play uh, at its core is basically allowing yourself to be more sensitive, um, be more um, adaptable, more amenable. Um, so again, in the S&M community, um, you know, a snap may bring you to attention and then uh, have you, uh, you know, do something for or with your um, your alpha. Um, but you're right, you know, the, the, there may be more snuggles, there may be more non, uh, non-vocal communication uh, with the, you know, the pup may stare at you in a certain way, tilt its head to ask a question. Um, but yeah, just kind of being more vulnerable uh, in a different state. Um, you're very astute.
0: Thank you. Now, when you're in... When you're in the midst of a scene, how do you cue that it ends or that you may need to pause?
1: So that's a really good question, too. So some sessions or scenes um, last for, um, you know, a a specified amount of time. uh, And then some sessions or scenes are, you know, built out throughout your day. Um, So one of the main things that you can do to end a scene is to take off your hood um, and usually if you're taking off your hood, you're basically kind of coming out of that persona and you're basically back to yourself, quote unquote. Some people don't have changes. You know, they just then speak as themselves versus their pup um, name. A lot of people have their real name, uh, Sebastian. And then I have my pup name, which is tango, you know? so, um, if my partner calls me tango, then I know that he'd like to initiate a scene and, or if I, um, refer to myself as tango or if I, refer to um you know other physical things like nuzzling um, then that might cause the starting of a scene so you kind of started and end it the same way kind of with safe words that aren't really safe words
0: ah you know it's okay. kind of like
1: it's kind of like communication of things like if i say you know my pup name then it's like okay well this we want to play now
0: is this only a gay or queer thing or is it only related to to sex because as it can I'm sure there are other people that may find this interesting. People that identify in different ways. So, is it like only for a subset, or is it open to everybody?
1: Yeah, it really is open to everybody, um, which is really cool because one of the things that the pup masks do is it gives you some form of anonymity. Um, so, whereas in communities where we might go for um, for communication with other uh, pups, you know, we have uh, pups that identify as straight um, but may not be um, their that their person might not be straight. Um, we have people that identify in multiple different ways that change identities uh, during pup play. Uh, so it's absolutely for everybody. Um, and not only, it's not always related to sex. Um, it definitely can be fun during sex. Um, but again, like I said, for me and my partner, we have a situation where we usually are um in some type of uh, public uh, session, uh, some pu- type of public space, and uh, I might be referred to as my pup name, uh, and then I know that either I've <laughs> done something wrong, or I'm in trouble, or I'm you know in, in store for something uh, very very interesting that night. Um, but like I said, uh, it's it's different for everybody. It's kind of like you know BDSM; um, those rules kind of can apply to your life of being a submissive or a dominant, um, and it's just another way to express that.
0: Now, um, with this. Now that we've covered whether or not um, it's for straight or, or gay people mm-hmm. or anyone that identifies in any manner. Right. If you were to be, what's the, 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 the farthest extreme you can think of? Is it the, are you willing to be that as you're willing to do? Are you willing to be collared in public with a leash? Are you, even if no one's holding it, are you willing to, to, as you grow in it, are you willing to maybe eat some chili out of dog bowl in the house? I mean,
1: <laughs> no. So I think I'd be willing to go out with the collar. Um, the collar and the leash wouldn't really bother me. Um, you know, cause again, the pup mask lends itself such so well to anonymity, um, that unless somebody had seen me before and then after putting the mask on, they really wouldn't know who I was. Um, so yeah, collar and, uh, leash, uh, um, Perfect. Yeah. I can, I can be walked. Um, but I, again, I walk on my two very strong legs. Um, and I, I don't think you'll ever see me <laughs> eating the chili out of a dog bowl.
0: Sorry. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. It's something about eating off the floor for me. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's just me. Yeah.
1: I, I, I can't, I can't. I mean, and I'm not saying that you shouldn't, you know, I'm just saying that it's not me.
0: It's not you. know, it's not your personal cup of tea. Mm-mm,
1: no, not my Earl Grey.
0: Are there, like, play pens for, for, for pups that pups get together?
1: Yeah. There's conventions just like for, you know, everything else under the sun um, where uh, pups can get together to um, take pictures, um, go on hiking trips, do a lot of things outside because uh, pups are extremely adventurous. Uh, and, again, anybody can be a pup. So, you know, it's basically just taking your everyday life things and applying some of those pup-like kink funds. Uh, you know, it, it's just – adding some fun, some, some little sprinkles onto it.
0: Can you be any type of dog here?
1: You know what? I, I'm pretty sure you can be. I've never asked or been asked what, what type of pup I am. Um, what would you be? I, I, well, I guess some of my partners would say a Mastiff.
0: Oh, wait a minute. What type of Mastiff? we talking like, like where you're a six month old Mastiff and it like a 200 pounds. What type of Mastiff? Are talking like American
1: even more american mastiff yeah
0: or tibetan
1: no 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 not the tibetan mastiff that that'd be great though
0: <laughs> i think if I, if I was going to do it of course i'd have to be a poodle
1: no you'd be a shih tzu or a, poodle. a shih tzu uh, or, or a shuddle i could i could see that a shih tzu poodle mix that would be that'd be hot
0: my my ex had lobster opsas and i kind of like those <laughs> But it's the, it's the hair for me.
1: It's the hair for me, yeah.
0: It's the, it's the hair. I, I can't. I'm bald now. And I, I used to shave my poodle bald, and I don't mean my coochie. I, <laughs> I meant my actual dog. Like, my actual dog. I had a dog. Right, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Molly, you know, rest in peace.
1: Me and Molly, rest in peace.
0: Does any part of this hurt? Cause that's what people are. They think, uh, cause you said, said S yeah, and M yeah. and people so, think BDSM, they think whips, chains, and handcuffs. They think this is painful.
1: Right. Right. And there, there is whips and chains, right? Thank you, Rihanna. Um, but there, <laughs> there are different aspects uh, to any kink uh, or fetish in their spectrums. Uh, so on this end, um, I don't involve any pain, uh, in, in my pup play, uh, when I'm training a pup or when I'm, you know, being, um, you know, being handled, uh, there's no pain on, on my end. Um, you know, until I've asked to been spanked, uh, then, then that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother podcast.
0: I appreciate that. Last question. Okay. What do you wish that people would stop asking you about it, but you think that they should also know though?
1: Yeah, it's kind of, it's a double-edged sword, right? So I wish people would stop asking about bestiality, but it's such a, it's such an apparent question Um, that I think it still has to be asked. Um, and so until we get to a place where we're, you know, equally educated about fetishes and kinks as we are about, you know, football teams and, uh, NASCAR, um, I don't think that those questions will stop, which is fine. Like I said, I wish people would stop asking them, but again, they're very needed to, so to, to make sure that people do know and understand, um, and kind of get the, uh, get the understanding
0: if you met someone and they wanted to ask you about this what would you want their first question to be what's a safe question because you know some people they don't know some people don't ask questions because they don't want to be perceived as um it as it being mean or as that or as it being malicious they they but they still want the but they still want to know
1: right so i think um i think any question is okay with proper intent so it's really not about the question. It's how do you intend that question to be um, heard, to be used? Um, if you're coming with um, knowledgeable intent, um, I usually don't take any question um, negatively.
0: But you have to admit, some, sometimes your intent doesn't match your, your uh, impact. Like C- for me, correct. I have correct. a strong voice. So uh, I have to work doubly hard to, to ask people questions that still make them feel, um, I don't want to say safe, but... That create a safe space for the, for, the, for them to answer it to to create a conducive environment to foster that's what it is to foster an environment where they feel like I'm not trying to judge to judge them just because of the tone of my voice if that makes any sense no that
1: makes perfect sense and again I think um, you bring up a really good point about uh, the intent and the impact I think if depending on the space that you're in um, I think that could help uh, you know ease the question um, or even you know, give you that type of permission. You know, if you're in a learning space, a learning environment, um, then that's the type of space you should seek out if you have questions like that. Um, and probably not just ask somebody, you know, in their everyday, you know, environment like, Hey, um, I heard this and then, you know, trying to go off of that. Um, but heck if somebody is in, you know, a pup hood and you're at a pride event or you're, you know, outside and you see somebody, you know, that is, you know, presenting in a, Pup like manner. Um, I don't say that that gives permission to you know approach and then ask your question, um, but I think it's more it's easier to say that they would be more open, more receptive um, to being asked.
0: That, that's actually pretty good because that's I think that as a straight person or as a person that that's, that's non queer because that mm-hmm. that's my new favorite term.
1: Right, right.
0: Because I think queer is like it covers everything. So. <laughs> non-queer people to put us in the mi- minority for once. Right. I think it's so hard to ask those questions without people assuming that of yourself because for me, my curiosity made a lot of people think that that I was queer just from sheer curiosity.
1: Right, right. I think that was one of our first meet- meetings. Like I was like I was like, "Oh, oh. Oh, I see you."
0: <laughs> Listen, I think I think you were wearing this you were wearing this fire black eye and that waterline perfection. Right, right. Me, I suck at all types. Uh, anything <laughs> that that look, if it looked like it might, might be a makeup—womp womp, I'm done. But you, you just had it. You came out the bathroom just, just like amazing. And in my mind, I sat down next to you. I was like, I'm gonna give him an oatmeal cookie.
1: <laughs> those are such good oatmeal cookies. Oh my god.
0: Yes, they were. They were delicious. They were
1: delicious. I miss those.
0: Me too. But I, in my mind, I sat down next to you, and I was like, "I'm gonna slide this cookie over."
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. She had me. She had me at at, at at the sliding of the cookie. I was like, "Oh, she knows me."
0: hmm <laughs> <laughs> And then I just, I don't even remember how I phrased it. I, I think I said like, "I have a question," mm-hmm. and I didn't. And and I think I told you that I didn't want it to sound, didn't want to come off bad, or, or right, right. But I don't remember what that first question was because I know it wasn't, "Are you gay?"
1: No, it was something it was it was almost it was almost a question compliment because I just remember being kind of uh a little caught off guard. I was like, Oh, oh, I see you. <laughs> 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 you fed me, that was all that mattered.
0: And you know what? Have, and we've and we've been low-key lovers, you know, since since then, you know, Sacred it's the cookies.
1: Lovers. It is the cookies. It's the cookies, because uh, that's my favorite dessert. Like it's compact, it's portable. Um, you can eat it in a pup mask. Um, it's just you know, it's 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 well rounded. Get it. Ba-da-da.
0: Oh, really? Well rounded. That's what you did there. Oh, that's a good question. Do pup? Um, do you just be sitting on the couch chilling in the pup mask eating cookies? <laughs> only on Tuesdays. <laughs> oh, on, only on Tuesdays. Oh, okay, so yeah. not today. Tomorrow.
1: Not today. Tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow.
0: And because I guess I've seen them, but I've never actually seen them with the open mouth. Mm. So I've always wanted to know. You took it off to eat.
1: And well, there's snaps, so you can, you can. It's very easy to remove.
0: Okay, so it's not bulky like I'm thinking, like a motorcycle helmet. No,
1: God, no, no. It's not even. It's not even a tenth of the weight. It's. It's like made of neoprene, uh, which is a super flexible material that we're probably going to find out in years that it you know has cancerous properties.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, way to tell the good story. Yeah, yeah. It's super
1: soft and waterproof.
0: And I. I feel like I've learned so much today.
1: Thank you. I feel like I've, I've, uh, I've learned so much, too, about things that people don't know.
0: <laughs> well, like we said, that, that's what we're here for, to, to educate people in a way, in a, in a, in a manner that's accessible.
1: Right. On, on, on the level. Because I'm just, good. you know.
0: Because you have to admit, I think the BCI question is offensive. But need it
1: you know it's like you know if if you're gonna dress like an animal do you like to have sex with animals no not at all
0: but it's a sex doggy style
1: I mean nine out of ten doctors agree
0: (laughs) okay okay and I think that's a good note for us (laughs) I think that's a good note for us to end (laughs) thank you I enjoyed having you Sebastian thank
1: you I had so much fun I can't wait to come back
0: Now, oh, where can we find you at?
1: Um, Let's see. You can probably find the best information um, at uh, our Twitter. And I guess we can put that in the the third, the the, the bottom text.
0: The description? The
1: description. That's what they call it. Yeah, we'll put the Twitter at the description.
0: All right. And if and for people that are that have any questions, that can they uh, tweet you?
1: Absolutely, yeah. We love tweets. Um, I say we because it's uh, me and my partner's uh, Twitter account. We uh, we we talk about pup stuff and uh, just try to share the knowledge.
0: Do you have an OnlyFans or anything? No,
1: um, we don't. But uh, you can find really great information um, on Reddit, uh, which is where we usually go to uh, link up with other pups.
0: Ah, I do. I do love a Reddit. I do love a Reddit. Yeah. I mean. And I'm going to put all that in the description below. Thank you so much. Again, this was another episode of the Kinky Heaton Podcast.